Welcome to the Wartime Leadership Podcast, where we explore what spiritual resiliency looks like from different perspectives. We often focus on the physical, the emotional, and social areas of resiliency, but often neglect the spiritual pillar. This looks different for everyone. We will be exploring what spiritual resiliency looks like in the lives of our guests, who are people from different walks of life. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Success Draft, where we help you transform your dreams into drafted plans. Head over to successdraft.com to get started on your future today. This episode's guest is Roger Pollard. Roger has been an educated an educator for over 15 years, a football coach at the high school and collegiate levels, and now is an author on a mission. Welcome, Roger. Thank you. Thank, thanks for having me. <laughs> and it is absolutely a blessing to have you here. Uh, you know what? Let's get this conversation started right. I'm going to ask you five simple questions. They're not hard. They're softballs. You'll be fine. Or maybe I should say <laughs> nerf, nerf footballs for you. I'm going to try and swim, swim up, uh, swing it out the park or catch it, but I'm a defender. <laughs> you only play defense if you can't catch, right? <laughs> well, then, Oski, this one. What is one thing you find repulsive? One thing that I find repulsive is poop. Um, even changing my kids' diapers and things of that nature. It's, I mean, we, if you see a pile of poop on the floor, I don't see anybody who's going to walk right through it. You know, it is what it is, but we all do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you had my dogs, you would definitely say poop is repulsive. (laughs) That is for sure. Uh, what is one thing or what are, what are some things that are in your online shopping cart that you have not bought? Um, I've got, I want to say like three books. One of two of them is the matter of things, but Liam McGilchrist, he's, um, he's looking at how the different uh, hemispheres of the brain works and, and just kind of talking about how every single brain on our planet is um, split into hemispheres, even though everything has one brain. Um, Jordan Peterson's maps of meaning, uh, getting into that and a, Probably a pair of shoes or something. (laughs) (laughs) Always got to have the pair of shoes in there. What what do you love about your job? What I love about my job is I feel like I'm, I I really truly believe I'm changing the future. And and it's, it's not to say that I am the G O D word, but I think everybody has got to take on their burden about um, making, making our society a little bit better place. You know, we can all point the finger about all the things that are that, that we can see on the news that are wrong. And it's like, you know, just just make things a little bit better, you know, and, and you know, day in and day out what I try and do. And, and I tell my students when I when I pull out of my driveway, I'm intentional about looking at a star in the morning and saying, I'm, I need I need to give myself I need to give my students all of me today. And um and, you know, on, on the day and every day isn't going to go great. And some days you get tired or whatever or whatnot, but that's what I love. It's, 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 that's, that's it, you know, be the change you wish to see. I mean, that's, that's absolutely amazing. I think that teachers are superheroes because that's just, that's just who you are, right? Like that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's that calling aspect. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, it's an investment, right? The education system, uh, 
it's it's just purely investing in our future where where i think our society is built on me 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 now 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 uh where that's that is the last fate like what do i get for getting a kid to reach their potential really only the thought of them moving on and being the next elon musk or the next person to make another gadget that makes our world a little bit better so um that's you know all of our time here is 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 winding down what should you do i want to plant a tree in which i'll never enjoy the shade but i know one day as you know as i pass on you know if somebody doesn't cut the tree down that you know people will enjoy that shade and and be able to sit under the tree and, and you know enjoy this thing called life you know, it's a beautiful analogy, just the idea of, of a tree, as long as somebody doesn't come along and cut it down, you know, and that's those that's those bullies, those words, those, you know, those things that, that we don't want to impart on our children. So that is a beautiful analogy. But speaking of favorite superheroes, who is your favorite superhero? Um, I, I honestly, I have to say it's, oh, gosh, I have. I don't know. Would Voltron be a superhero? Absolutely. Voltron. Every eighties okay, yeah. and nineties so, kid. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I didn't date myself. Um, I think Voltron. Voltron is actually what I call my alter ego. The that dog in me. That dog that I think every single person has because, as a human species, at one point we were outside in the trees and the forests and the nature, and we had to beat that crap back to build what we have so it's ingrained in our dna and when someone cuts you off in traffic and that you know you start cursing or whatever and we we constantly hold that side of us back which it's rightfully so but um i'm i'm a very big advocate of integrating that shadow side of us and being intentional about giving it its duties because when that's when that voltron in me sees a job when my, that Voltron, when we see something, it's going to hunt. You know, and I think everybody has that, and we got to be intentional about about guiding it in the right way, not throwing pennies at person at the person that cuts you off in traffic, but put it on a mission. Hey, I'm going to develop myself. Hey, I'm going to learn. I'm going to read this book. Hey, I'm going to get up ten minutes early and go on a walk. I'm going to get so cultivating that and integrating that within ourselves. Seeing a so lot of Voltron. that could be around diversity as well. Because by putting on those different aspects, those different characteristics, that's what makes us as a society so good. So I like that uh, a lot. 100%. And it, it's, it, it, it plays on who we are as individuals. Like, I'm not who I am when I'm mad. I'm not who I am when I'm sad. I'm not who I am when I'm happy. So integrating all of those parts in, into yourself. And then it's, it's us as individuals it's whatever group we identify with and then it's society and when all of those things are coming together you have a tornado but the number one thing in the tornado is the thing that touches the floor which is you so totally integrating um and and when you do that and it's aligned with you the group and the society you have a tornado and, and if you're really strong you have a hurricane Woo. And, you know, both of us are over here on the East Coast. So we know something about those hurricanes. So hundred <laughs> uh, percent. All right. Final question. I have two tickets in my hand and I'm going to hand them to you. One is to somewhere that you've already been. And one is for somewhere that you have not been yet. Where are those tickets to? Uh, 
where I already been is I want to take and my wife and I talked about this. I want to I want to go to um, I want to go to Europe. I want to see the uh, Eiffel Tower with the kids. I want to see, you know, the the the, the history that our 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 civilization has been with and share that experience with my with my children. And where I haven't been would be um, Egypt. I want to see the 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 pyramids. You know, and, and like I'm reading a book on the pyramids and all the information from a mathematical standpoint, like we still don't know how they even made the pyramids, you know, in terms of just the, the amount of mass, how massive these things are and the precision in which they were made. But to experience that 100 percent. Absolutely. Wow. That's pretty cool. So Paris, France and Egypt two great destinations to think of. All right. Well, that was our, our five easy questions. Now we're going to start to move into the meat of this conversation. Uh, Roger, why don't you take us through your background, kind of bring us up through, through what has happened in your life and, and bring us up to this current point that you're at. Um, right now I was, uh, you know, born and raised in Miami, Florida to, uh, to, uh, my, my, my mom's from Trinidad and my dad's from Guyana and they're, first generation um and uh it was just really important about values and structure right like academics and athletics my 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 parents were really big on uh i'm doing a lot of things so i played the guitar i played the piano i, I played uh baseball football ran track soccer like keeping us active and 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 really sacrificing like i can't they almost bring me to tears how much I know that, you know, my, my parents sacrificed for me. Um, and, and in that just being, you know, eventually moving away from the, the piano and the musical arts stuff and then being an athlete, um, a basketball player and football player through high school, got a football scholarship and went to North Carolina State. Um, graduated there by the skin of my teeth, you know, uh, made some, you know, I guess first three years was great. And then the, the last year probably made some really bad decisions and whatnot and, and struggled through, but made it through and, and came back and wanted to, through the lessons that I learned in my life, I wanted to kind of impart that on the youth that through the same medium that I was using, which was football. And of course, football was a major love for me. Um, and then I ended up getting propositioned to, be a graduate assistant. Like I never wanted to be a head coach because I looked at the work that my head coach was doing. I was like, no, I am not doing it. And anybody in a leadership role understands that. Um, but went on and was a graduate assistant and um, and just, you know, I, I think confidence is derived through, uh, like there's two sides to confidence. There's hubris where you just, I'm confident because of this, this, this. I, I, I'll tell my football players all the time, Deion Sanders said, look good, play good, but Deion Sanders ran a 4-3 or four, two, you know, like he worked, you know, your confidence has to come through work. So, so, so that year and a half of work and getting my master's and really, really honestly, like dedicating myself from on, on, on not just the football aspect, but from a life standpoint where I graduated with a 2.0 in undergrad and graduated with a 3.9 in, in my master's um, saying that uh, like you are not a singular single event. You're, you got to stack events and, you know, with each other and accumulate the information that you, you know, integrate and accumulate the information that you believe in. So um, came back and I was like, you know what, I want to be a head coach and went on some interviews and 
ended up being the head coach at my alma mater. I uh, did that for 10 years. And then um, I, you know, just recently stepped away and, and, and wanted to get on kind of not only a bigger platform, but I, I wanted to step away in the terms of I just want to pour more into my family. I want to pour more into my, like my, I have two uh, seven-year-old twins and picking them up from school every day. Like I've been propositioned to, to, to coach probably like seven times already. And it's, I just had one last night and I'm just like, you could, you can make me the head coach in Miami Dolphins. I, I'm not going to take it like this. You can give, Oh, you're going to make 50 million a year. I, I just, I can't do it. Not at this stage because I really enjoy having those conversations on the way home with my, with my children. And, um, and then with that, uh, kind of started writing, you know, from, from all of the lessons I've learned through the, the leadership, uh, uh, realm that I was through football and, and, um, and going from there. You know? Wow. So I am. And now here you are. And I can't imagine just turning away that, that money or just turning away the experience of being a coach because, but now, now looking at it, you're looking at it from a much bigger perspective. Right. So I could see that yeah. definitely. Uh, how about you walking us through your leadership style, kind of as that player to now being a coach to stepping away to lead on okay. an even bigger form? Um, as a player, my my favorite thing would, to do, like my two best friends were my workout partners. Uh, and um, I was the guy in our workout group that, you know, if you're in, if you if you work out, um, getting the last set and putting you know uh, putting ten more pounds that you that you're not supposed to like the sheet says, you know you got to squat four oh five for five, and last set you did three sixty five for five, and the last one was kind of heavy. You know what? Don't put don't put that on, put a little bit more. And now honestly look in the mirror and think about that guy who's like, everybody works out. If you play football, everybody's working out right now. Like you are going, everybody wants to win on game day. What are you going to do right now to win? That's a little bit more than that next person. So I was always like talking about that. Like, Oh, stay in the weight room talking. We're going to run over you. Or we're going to, so I was, I, I, I guess I was always into that motivational aspect. Um, and then as a, as a head coach, what I wanted to do was I wanted to build my program about the, developing the individual and not the athlete. And I said that because when you look at the statistics, 10% of high school players play college football. So if I geared my program to that 10%, oh yeah, college football players, and uh, I'm losing, right? Because then I'm only going to have a 10% uh, success rate. So what I said was I could have a 100% success rate because I want to build men. I want to build men and off of building men, it's about building them on core values. Like we were, all right, if you're part of a team, you go to practice. All right, well, you only practice because it's football or do you practice because practicing is something important that you have to do. So if you have a job and you're not good at your job, then you should put in time and practice. You need to show up on time. You got to have your equipment on, right? You have to come in your uniform. So what we did every day was I gave them a motivational quote every morning and at every practice. It was a theme of the day and it was based on foundational aspects and core values that I said, you're not an identity. You're not a football player. Your values make you a football player. I think we're mm. identifying too much with identities and not values. Like your values are what make you who you are. And then like me as a writer is just, um, 
that's that's my that's my journey. I, I think I'm I'm realistically I'm honestly doing the same thing, uh, like extracting the lesson and blessing through the experiences that I've had, and saying, you know what, I I honestly like uh, I've read genetics books, I've read religious books, I've, I I like I have an intellect for information and kind of share that and um, kind of you know. Put that out there have conversations and and that's what this thing is it's about thinking it's about speaking right and and the more you speak and the more you talk about what you think it slowly evolves as you have different conversations with different people some of it might be wrong yeah, hello a lot of it is going to be wrong like no one is perfect you know what i'm saying <laughs> so have that courage to move forward into the unknown and say that I, you know, leave a fool and return a king. You don't leave a king and, and return a king. You leave a fool and return back. And that's my, that's kind of my, my motto and my message and just having the courage to, to kind of just say, hell, do it. Why not? <laughs> now, is there any difference between the coach, Roger, and the teacher, Roger? No, because what I, what I say is a coach, like if you if you break down the word coach, a coach was a carriage that brought a person from point A to point B. Um, all coaches are teachers, right? They're just coaching the individual sport. So they're teaching football or they're teaching basketball or they're teaching baseball, but it's still the same thing. So whether I'm teaching world history or sociology or economics or American government throughout the years, I've done all kinds of social sciences. It's all the same thing. I am bringing a student from the first day in class and integrating information within that, but also trying to teach them that education a way of understanding and fine tuning. How do I learn? That's my biggest uh, message. I stand up on the table and it's not about passing the test. It's about doing what you need to do in order to put yourself in position to pass the test. And, um, and growing like i'm just i'm just big on motivation it's not about how you approach it's not what you approach it's how you approach something and so i it i know i'm the same person you know i'm not yelling and screaming with a whistle but every now and then i do little motivational talks once a week or once every two weeks and some of them kind of get fired up you know but uh i i just think for our students the most important thing that we can do is motivate them and then let them know that the most important person that we have got to learn how to motivate is ourselves. I can't wait on someone else to motivate me because what if they come when the most, what if they don't come in the most important time of my life? Learn how to motivate and get yourself going because this thing called life is hard, man. And if you can't master yourself, yeah. uh, like, come on. You know, yeah, so absolutely. be deliberate and intentional about that. Yeah, very much the the self-awareness on that aspect. Yes. So yeah. now before we started recording, you were talking about a lot of the books that you had read and a lot of the different things that you had studied, you know, in, in looking at different religions and different things like that. Um, what comes to mind when I say spiritual resilience? To me, spiritual resilience is the, well, I'll say it like this. Uh, if you say sin, right, everybody thinks sin bad. But if you look at the etymology of the word sin, it comes from the word hamartia, which is an archery term. And what sin means is to miss the mark. And how many ways, like if I'm an archer 
and I'm about to shoot an arrow somewhere, how many ways can I miss? There are like an infinite amount. Um, so when you sin, you just simply miss the mark. We have, like from, from a spiritual standpoint, I think because I think the, the burden that we have as individuals is us. Like I am my own burden. Like mm. I, what could I possibly be if I aimed at being perfect? So I say our life is a music, it's, it's, a, it's a musical play, right? And we sometimes we get so caught up into the one note that goes wrong. Like, I can't play music, but I can understand. Like, I hear a beat, boom, 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 boom. I can tell you that it was, like, wrong. I can always identify the wrong stuff. And I think we get caught up so much in identifying the wrong stuff within ourselves that we lack the courage to look at the musical note, which I think is the spiritual connection, and the aim of... I think every every time we talk about God or every time we talk about whatever spirituality, it's it's our aim at the at perfect. You're never gonna get perfect. So I tell people, aim at a star, aim at a star, aim at the highest thing that you can possibly. You know what? If you miss, you can land on the moon and still look down at everybody who's on Earth. But but we have to have the courage, and it's hard because we've all had our our heart broken. You know, if you go all in on something and you don't get it, that shit hurts. But it's having the ability to risk that heartbreak in bearing the burden of being the best that I can be mm. from a develop develop yourself, right? So if you if you have a spiritual knowledge of something, if you believe in, then act it because that's what belief is. Belief isn't what you say; belief is what you do. So whatever you believe in spiritually, do you spend more time on your phone than you do connecting with whatever it is you believe spiritually and integrating that within yourself? And, and then my last one would be, I think we think of God as someone, like if we said that God was in everything, then the best place for us to really search and connect and guide that would be finding the God within yourself before you try and find it in the sky or something like that. So really integrating and, and coming down and having that time of peaceful connection. And like what I do in terms of that is meditate for 10 minutes on one quote that you really, you love, you know what I'm saying? Like look up different quotes, look up, because there, there have been so many geniuses throughout time. Somebody is out there who's smarter than you, read something that you believe, and then really try and, if you believe it, integrate with it and that's painful because there are some things that you believe that you act out that are killing you. And you know it. I, you look yourself in the mirror and say, what the hell am I doing that's that's messing my life up? And be real with it and face that. And I think that's the spiritual journey. That's, that's being real. Forget about feelings. Forget about trying to be right. Just totally aligning with that, I, that, that judge. Because that's what I think... God is essentially it's it's the judge it's the aim he is the star in the sky see and and I see that whenever I'm looking through the proverbs and and you know different types of verses within the bible cuz you know that's that's the route that I believe uh so I can definitely see that and that spiritual resiliency is that ability to overcome everything that mm -hmm. that we've the been temptation through in the easy, the easy way but it, right. it, you've got to be honest with yourself before the, that can uh, million, happen. 
the first person you lie to is yourself. Like I have, I, we were playing <laughs> the other night. We were playing this game called Tenzies. You know, with my kid. And what you do, you have ten dice, and you have to roll the dice. And we, we, you, like it's four of us, and we pick a number. We all have ten dice for ourselves, and then if we pick four, you roll the ten. Whichever one that has four, you take it out, and then you roll again. And then the first person who has all ten, you win. So my kids were losing, 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 losing. And then I, you know, because you're paying attention to yourself, I look over. They're over there cheating. They're over there just not even floor rolling the fours or not even rolling. They're just flipping it. And I'm like, you know, and, and even from now, I'm telling them, the first person that we lie to on a day-to-day basis is ourselves. And, I mean, the, the, the things that are easy to do are very easy not to do. So it's, oh, yeah. hey, you know what? I, how many people made New Year's resolutions and it's only March and they're not doing them? Right. I'm good to get into the second week of January. Come on. Now. Exactly. Exactly. Cause, and it's so like what I do in terms of I, I, my whole context is motive and motivation. It's not about the action. It's about the, the, the core values and, and the physiological truths that we know about it. So when you, when you have a thought, that thought arise from one place in your brain, and when you have an action, that action comes from another point in your brain. So I can say one thing and do another. And in my brain, it's no big deal because they come from two different places. We as individuals have got to be honest and look back. I, I say, like, uh, what did Moses do before he got the Ten Commandments? He, one, he was like settling with everybody and going crazy and whatever. And then he ended up, he left everybody and went up into the mountain. And that's when he came back down with the Ten commandment you have got to move back out of yourself and look at yourself and judge yourself and then come back and say this is what i need to do because i'm i have i have looked at what i say and i looked at what i do and they're not matching up you have got to step out and back and say nah i you know i said i want to lose weight but every day i'm eating mcdonald's right and i i, I my big thing is hey name name the Name the top fast food restaurants. Name them. Okay, you're going to say McDonald's, Burger King, Pizza Hut, whatever. Well, they all advertise. What does that mean? Why would they spend millions of dollars in advertising? Well, that means what you put in front of your eyes and what you put in your ears makes a difference. So how much are you being intentional about growing yourself? Like how much are you being intentional about growing some side of you? And if spirituality is important to you, then you need to be spending a little bit more time listening to you know, whether it's a preacher, whether it's a sermon, whether it's whatever, and not sitting here looking at freaking whatever it is on TV that's trying to just sell, sell you dollars. So take a lesson from McDonald's and Burger King and start advertising for yourself. They spend million dollars on, they spend a million dollars on you. Why don't you spend that on yourself? Because you know what that value is. They're showing you what that value is. Ooh, I like that. And liking what the value is that's in front of you. One thing that you said that I kind of gleaned from was belief is an action verb. One million percent. Well, mm-hmm. what, all right. Let's say you have a girlfriend and she tells you, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And while she's telling you, I love you, she's kissing someone else in the mouth. What do you believe? You believe what she says. You believe what she does. Mm-hmm. Belief, belief, B-E-L-I-E-F is be life. B-E-L-I-F-E. It's the same letters. Be life. So if you break down what these words are, then I will do I believe it. 
and you don't not off of what you say. You said that you were going to go to the gym every day. You're not doing it. Judge yourself off of your actions. And once you start doing that, and that's it's not a one time thing. Like we like to no. Like I tell people, you don't fall in love. You live in love. Right? Mm. You, it is a day to day thing. And the first person that you need to love is yourself. Well, love is sacrifice. How much are you willing to sacrifice for yourself on a day to day basis? Right. And 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 that's some hard conversations because there are some parts of you that have been with you for however old you are and they are weighing you down but you the first person you lie to is yourself do you believe it ask yourself that in the mirror and if you do change move and grow man speaking of going through something or do you believe it or whatever the adversity is can you give us a moment when you had to rely on spiritual resiliency to get through something, something that happened in your life that you had to navigate through it. Ooh, big one. This is I'm, like, I've been doing podcasts now for like, this might be my, my 15th one. I really haven't gone into depth or, or really talked about it, but I, I had a major uh, depressive depression episode uh, maybe like a year and a half ago or around this time. I was in February and uh, I left, I left work or I left home that morning and I had no plans of coming back. And I, I lacked the words to be able to describe exactly what took place for me, but we don't know what this spirituality thing is about. And there's something bigger than us. And, and it totally, it, it, it's like, I'm shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like I am, I, the best way I can do is, is the best way I can say it is I won't tell, I can't, I won't, I refuse to tell somebody exactly what exact, exactly what happened for me. I will let your imagination because your imagination is stronger than any words that I can give you. And that won't even be a hint to what it was. And, and in that and through that, I continually funnel that and it was a really bad place, but I think, I think we've got to be more intentional and deliberate in leaning into the dark moments in our life, because, like I said, sin is an archery term, and if you made a string, if you have a bowstring to a bow and arrow, the best way to make the strongest string is the bad points in your life is one point, and the great points is another point. Hang on to the good points and the bad points and use that as your bowstring to set your arrow and set your aim and go. So um, for me, it was like, a, it was, it's kind of like the, the, the opposite, the opposite of the truth is usually found within the truth. Um, it is like the worst and best moment of my life that I, like I put my wife, my parents, my my whole community, like I was head football coach for 10 years, all my students love. I put so many people through so much turmoil, but to be on the other side of that and and really having lived it, uh, my goodness. And I think that's part of kind of my message, but I don't want to use that experience as my as my stone. I want to use the information and, and, and what I'm seeking and how I'm, how I'm articulating Absolutely. it. Uh, because well, honestly, what do we have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? What, what are we doing here? 
you think it's every time I put on YouTube, it's money, money, money. Oh, get this money. It's not about money, man. It's about recreation, right? It's about us continuing us. And if we don't, if we do not instill core foundational values behind how we move forward with the hardship that life is, uh, we're not going to make it. And you can see that on the news every day. You can see that on TV every day. You can see that on every single aspect of, of what it is to be part of a group because we're stronger together, but then we're also at the lowest common denominator of the group. So um, that was, that's, yeah, that's that to have a, like a profound just experience that, um, that kind of affirmed uh, what I already knew. And now continually seeking that on a day-to-day basis. Not uh, like I said, it's it's not it's not what you do. You don't grab it and attain it. It's a constant and continual. Like where do you go when you sleep? Mm-hmm. When you go to sleep, where do you go? I get in well, my bedroom. I go, you don't. Yeah, you like you say. Oh, I'm in my bedroom, but I'm saying once you're gone, once you're out, just because you wake up doesn't mean <laughs> that that's where you. You have no idea. And there's one day that you're going to go to bed and you're not going to wake up. Like we are all counting down. We're, we're counting down. Don't take that for granted. Every day is a blessing. Every day. Extract the lessons and blessings from the experiences that you have, period. And, and the more and more we do that and the more and more we strive, the more and more we carry the burden of growing who we are as individuals. You know, man, you got a heart. It's a hard household or whatever. Wash one dish. Don't wash the whole sink or maybe just got, you know, whatever. But if you just wash one dish, you know that you made things a little bit better. And the next day, wash two dishes. Next day, wash, you know, and 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 move on from there. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. <laughs> well, you know, Roger, I'm really glad that you went there. I mean, in being here in South Carolina now for three years, uh, right in between North Carolina and Florida, like that, you know, it hit the news that 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 situation. So. I didn't want to push you to say anything about it. I didn't want to push that. And I, and I am so glad that you went there because I think that that's a part of healing, right? A part of that right. healing is the conversations like this that we're actually having. Right. Now, right. You, you have come a long ways. And now this new journey that you your life has taken, uh, you're starting to find new ways to be able to cultivate resiliency in people. And, uh, and that comes in a form of three books. I believe it's a three book series that you have right now, right? Yes, sir. Now yeah. take, take us uh, through that. Let's see what that looks like. Uh, like what I, what I said is, and, and it was after this didn't even really start on the, um, on my little incident. Uh, it's something that I've always, always been doing because what I, what I would always do is because I had the quote of the day with all of my football players, I would, um, there'll be something like this, you know, you have your regular day-to-day stuff, but every now and then something hits you, you know, or when you're having a conversation and, and, and you have a sense of awe or, 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 or just something just it speaks to you on a bigger level. Um, I would write it down and I was like, I'll just write different notes down for my kids. So I started like three years ago and people have always told me all my life I should, I should write or, you know, I should be a motivational speaker. And it was just something I was like, ah, whatever. Um, and then after that incident, it was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and do this. So what, what it, what it is in the first book is 
The first thing you do when you plug in an address in your phone for a GPS to go somewhere, you have where you want to go, but what's the other point? Where you are. If if you don't know where you are, how can you know where you're going, right? And if you don't know if you don't know where you are, you don't know how to get back. Like you, you. The first thing we have to understand is ourselves. So I'm looking at the educational system, and the educational system is our ability to move information for what we've learned from the past into us. Like somebody has got to keep the lights on, and I get that. All of that information is great, but the individual is what makes the group. The group doesn't make the individual. So what do we know about the individual person? You know, and everybody is unique, but are there things that we know about, you know, people? So it's my deep dive in saying, for well, we're, we're, and I, no one has the ability to diminish the, the unique essence of the individual into words, right? Like, Women have been having kids longer than we've had civilizations, and no woman can put in words what childbirth is. Absolutely not. You know, no man, no one, no one can put in what being a father is until you're a father. You know what I'm saying? No person can put these things and encapsulate, in, encapsulate these experiences into words or into movies or into actions. So, um, but with that, we gotta, we gotta attempt. Uh, so what I did is from a sociological standpoint, who are we as people? All right? Like, who are you from a sociological standpoint? I am my faith. I am my family. I am my friends. I'm mass media. And I am, which is a big one right now, I'm technology. So, you know, just defining those things, like the first thing God did in the Bible was he named things. If you don't name things, they don't exist. So how much do you know about yourself if you haven't named those different parts of yourself? So, like, I, I, um, I clean the i clean on sundays but it's something that when i sat back and i looked at it well my mom as a family as growing up sunday was our cleaning day ah hey you know what are the things that you have brought from your family what are the things that you have bought from your friends there are certain things that you like why do you like them you know and then from a psychological level you know nature and nurture well from the natural side we have different predispositions as from personality so i said from um from a personality standpoint, there's conscientiousness, there's agreeableness, there's neuroticism, there's openness, and there's extroversion. Conscientiousness is kind of like that, that uh, your parents wagging their finger at you saying, like, you need to do this. Some people, like, uh, <laughs> I had a party where I was at a party at my friend's house, and everybody's, you know, hanging out, chilling, whatever, and his mom was off, like, pulling weeds, you know, out of the driveway, and it's like, you know, everybody has it. You go to a family reunion and there's that person who just can't stop working. They just need to work. Those are conscientious people. You know, uh, agreeableness. Agreeable people are, it's great, but agreeable people are the most exploited people in society. You know, so, you know, neuroticism. How negative are you? How, how sensitive to negative emotion are you? You know, so all of these things I just felt like for my kids, I, I just, hey, an al analyze yourself so that you have a foundational aspect on where you are so that now you can aim your arrow at where you want to go like you can't pull back if you're not you don't know where you are everybody only wants to look at where they want to go no mm -hmm. first look at where you are and then the next one was so this, it was just informational i went into goal setting i went into what i believe is the most important thing for us in cultivating the person is be a leader and not the leader that you see on TV, be the leader in terms of 
you have to lead yourself. Like, what good are you if you can't lead yourself? And that's based on three values. And then, um, and then in terms of society, be a teammate in those three values. So again, it's not about the identity, it's about the values. So just kind of naming those things for people and really for, for adolescents, because I say that's the, I think it's the, the best thing that we can do. And then from there, I was like, well, now, hey, we know that every single day is a blessing. Every single day is a, a challenge. And then moving forward, we can't, no one can identify all of the challenges that will take place for you. Courage, love, and discipline. So how do you move forward? And I feel like those are the three foundational aspects behind how we need to live our life. And just to, like, uh, uh, courage is based off of three virtues where I say, how many bodies, like how many days have you been alive? You know, how many months have you been alive? And you, all of those days are different, but guess what? You've only had one body. So courage is, hey, let's be let's be intentional about the body that we're wielding. And the three ways to do that is being intentional about how you eat. Now, we're in the year 2022. Um, I'm going to have McDonald's every Friday. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have McDonald's with the kids. I am going to eat. I am going to eat bad at times. But come up with a, a, a health plan in terms of what you eat, like the, the, the things that we're learning about how your diet affects your body, which is the only body that you have is, oh man, it's astronomical. Um, exercise, right? We think of exercise, like we think that our brain is in our head when our the majority of our brain is in our body um, moving around. We know that 15 minutes and after 15 minutes of exercise that your BDNF, your, your brain derived neurotropic factor increases. And what does that do? That, um, coats the or it yeah it protects uh healthy neurons in your brain and it repairs damaged neurons in your brain so exercise ain't about getting washboard abs exercise is about uh activating you know uh, strengthening your brain and some other factors and whatnot and then sleep 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 and i'm not like i'm telling people i'm giving these people but Everything on the internet is in the world, like www, World Wide Web. You can find out all of this information, but we don't have the time. And I get that, but that's what I'm doing because I'm just really interested in it and just putting all that information in one place. So either way, that was, so courage, love, and discipline, all three of them have their trinities connected to it. And then when I say when you're doing that and, uh, like my my emblem is is three triangles and the, when you put three triangles together in the middle you have a fourth triangle and i say that that's reality and reality is um building habits there are things that you know that you need to do like i know that i'm not what i was when i was in fifth grade i'm better so then i know i'm not right now what i will be in 20 years how can i be intentional about building that person that, that i will be and um uh, being intentional and deliberate. Like we're just, li are you just living this life or are you being intentional and deliberate about how you're cultivating who you will be? And then reflection, which is hard. Looks, you gotta look yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You gotta have some hard conversations. So courage, the ability to move forward, not knowing what's happening in the present. I mean, in the future, right? Anytime I walk out my door, I don't know exactly what's going on. There's all kinds of danger outside. Courage, you know, knowing the good and the bad. Everybody wants to shy away from the bad. Love, sacrifice, 
who do you sacrifice for? You. You want to be a good husband. You want to be a good father. You have to be a good you first. Um, so sacrificing, maybe I want to eat McDonald's right now. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put that off. You know, what are you willing to sacrifice? And then discipline, using the lessons and blessings from the past to move forward into the future. Do what you know you should. Don't do what you know you shouldn't. And through, you know, so that's those three things. And then the third book in that is kind of a deep dive into why it's all of those things. So each one of, you know, the courage, love, and discipline. I'm working on the third book now, um, really going into the deep dive of, uh, like, in love, it's artistic creation, it's spiritual connection. Um, you know, so going into each one of those and, and, and talking about why it's each one of those, like, just talking about the why. So the first one is what, like, what are you from what we know? Uh, the second one is a directive, you know, move. And then third one is why it's these directives. Oh, I, I absolutely love that where you put action steps to everything because, yeah. you know, words without action, like you just said earlier, they, they really don't mean much. Like my yeah. son says, I love you a lot, but his actions don't match don't the word. Yeah, I, I tell people wisdom plus words equals lies, but wisdom plus action equals actualization. So, you know, we, we, you know, we love to and, and, and anything I do is for me, I'm just like it's 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 from a Nietzsche quote where. Nietzsche was like, uh, you know, if we're at the top of a hill and we see a whole bunch of people gathered around and then we go up and see what are they looking at? And they're looking at a philosopher that just has a big ear. And what he was saying was, if you're going to be a philosopher, if you're going to really think about stuff, if you're going to really contemplate, and, and it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. And I don't want to be the person that just has a big ear and everybody's like, oh, wow, wow, look at that. No, you have got, if you believe something, you've got to live it. So if you're going to sit here and you're going to go into all of this depth about certain things, live that because you believe it, right? Like you, you are yeah, what absolutely. you do. You're not, you not are what you say. So um, well, I think that's the strongest thing for everybody to take away. And, and folks, probably the greatest thing that I read on his whole website when, when I was going through, it is with faith, hope, and confidence that I place words on paper. You have, if you're putting a piece of you onto that paper, you had better make sure that those core values hold strong and hold true. So thank you for doing that, Roger. I really do appreciate it. So to, to kind of bring everything to a head, what books do you recommend for people other than yours, which we will have on in the description below? 100%. Um, for me, I, I read, uh, both of Jordan Peterson's books, um, 12, 12 Rules of Life, uh, really, really like those. Uh, and then I think it's whatever, whatever, um, whatever religious that you, whatever religion that you practice, that book. I, I, I think like our, the oldest, the for things to be extremely old and still like be here, they have they have a insurmountable amount of knowledge packed within them, right? That are that are deeper and more truthful than just the words that we read. And and I think, hey, pick a line from any any religious text and and meditate on it for for fifteen minutes every morning, which I don't even want to get into the power of meditation and what that does for your mind, but. Um, I think I think those not to put 
Peterson with God, but um, those, I think those three right there uh, are powerful. And, um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. And well, I am extremely grateful to have you on tonight. I'm, I'm glad that we got connected. Uh, it's, it's truly been a blessing just going back and forth with you texting, you know, just every once in a while as we were trying to, to narrow down a date. And I'm glad that this one really worked out well with you with the spring break and all, but, uh, uh, Roger, thank you so much. Tonight's guest, Roger Pollard, sir. It has been a blessing to have you here. Today's episode is only possible. Thanks to my friend and producer G Frazier with three, six, nine sound designs, Brother, you got the hardest job out there trying to make me sound good. So uh, I am blessed to have you. And thanks, folks, for listening to another episode of the Wartime Leadership Podcast. Be blessed. <laughs>